Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018, is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant. NGW and an NWA World's title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include The Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Center in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swear Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. We're going to keep things very, very brief here on this Monday Wrestle Ramble, which features some crap gimmicks, mailbag questions, and what is WWE going to do with Bobby Lashley, old Bubbles Lashley? I can't really ask you how your weekend was because we're recording this on a Thursday. Man, that was such a succinct intro. I think we should just say, let's go to the let's go to the full show. Wrestle Ramble that might date by the time you watch this because tonight is uh, the the superstar shakeup on Raw and we don't know what the rosters are going to look like come t- tomorrow or what the rules are. What are the rules? So yeah, well Bobby Lashley, uh, we 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 are going to try our best. Well, just how about we just take everyone on the roster and go through them and well, who I mean, we could possibly feud with. I don't think we need to fantasy book um, no. a, a Bobby Lashley run, but Bobby Lashley made his return to WWE last week, this time last week on Monday Night Raw, 
taking out Elias, very mm. much sort of, I don't want to say setting himself within that mid-card thing, because Elias' job is essentially to rile the crowd up and then have a baby face come out and beat him up. So at that day, no, I don't think they're saying that he's going to be a mid-card guy. But what are you going to do next with Bobby Lashley? Rumour has it, the, the report is that he's going to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship, but... Is Brock going to be around at that point? Mm. We don't know the, de- the the details of Brock's current deal. Some say it's a long-term thing, and he's going to be around for... Oh, actually, in fact, Fightful said it's a multi-year deal. Really? It's a multi-year thing, but he's also he's been working both WWE and UFC, where he uh-huh. can still do fights with UFC, but also still remain as a WWE guy, whereas some other sites, Dave Meltzer and many other, are reporting that it's a very short-term deal as much as just two matches. That's insane, and... I mean, you said the other day that you're more of the opinion that Brock is going to drop the belt at the greatest Royal (laughs) Rumble show. Well, that's certainly one way of looking at it. Some people are suggesting that maybe he's going to lose the belt there because Roman Reigns is going to get a much better reaction in Saudi Arabia than he is that he would have done at WrestleMania because let's be honest that WrestleMania crowd wasn't exactly going to cheer Roman mm. winning the belt and what they want is that that coronation moment what I actually thought was really interesting though is Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio when talking about this it was like goes but what does that matter like it doesn't matter because he's going to go back to the US and get booed anyway so yay he got cheered at one show but he's going to like it doesn't it's not going to change anything is it yeah it's uh so I, it's it's hard to predict anything with Brock because as we saw at, at, on last Sunday on WrestleMania, it's it it that was the most unpredictable thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. We all thought he was leaving. We all thought he was going to UFC. I I was certain. You know yeah. that's been reported for over a year by that point. So I I'm reluctant to even put my eggs slightly in one basket. No, exactly. It's They're just going to get crushed. Absol- little beautiful eggs. I was going to say it's very difficult to to guess what's going to happen, but that does raise the question of like, because I always figured that Bobby Lashley was coming in to essentially be the replacement yeah. for Brock, because Bobby Lashley is your big MMA fighter guy because he has been doing the sort of like MMA gimmick ever since he left WWE and impact and sort of around the world. So is he going to be still doing that sort of ultimate fighter gimmick? Which do you need that when you've got Brock on the show? So he's definitely not going to be competing in Bellator at the same time. No. Apparently, Dave Meltzer's already said that's uh, that's not a thing. He was apparently Bellator actually offered Lashley uh, to be an alternate in their heavyweight tournament thing that they've got going on, and Lashley said no. So it's not like Impact where he'd do a fight and then he'd do some wrestling. He's uh, he's in WWE for the mm. long haul exclusively. It seems. Now he he debuted on Raw. Whatever happens in the Superstar Shakeup, I would keep him on Raw. Yeah, I, would I, I well, feel like yeah. everyone who debuted last week on those brands needs to stay on those brands. Yeah, we still need to move them. Like you wouldn't move the Iconics over to um, to, to Raw. That at this caught point. on fast, didn't it? The Just Iconics. Iconics. It rolls off well, your tongue it's, now. It's funny you should say that because like I called them the Iconic Duo in my SmackDown review, and there were quite a few people who took me to task saying like, "Mate, they're called the Iconics now." Oh, uh, mate. Uh, they. Oh, uh, mate. I think you're they fine. Called the they, they're called the Iconics. They're called the Iconics. I read apparently yep. there's already a trademark for the iconic duo. Oh, really? Which is oh, why right, yeah. I thought you meant elsewhere. by I thought you meant by WWE. I was like, no. they've just trademarked it and then changed their minds mm. and went with something else. No, that's why they changed it. Kind of like the Riot Squad with two T's. With two T's. Yeah. Uh, so Bobby Lashley, who? What do you do? Well, with Bobby? Yeah, because if you are gunning him in for this Universal Championship picture, you've got Roman Reigns potentially winning at Greatest Royal Rumble, winning the Universal Championship, and then a week later he's going to be facing Samoa Joe at Backlash. That could be for the Universal Championship, Mm. or it could just be Reigns versus Joe for 
pride or whatever it is um where you know is bobby lashley going to have a match at backlash or are they just going to do these sort of like squash match things here and there on raw and not really program him into a storyline for a little while and wait until he's like and push him straight into a universal championship picture once he's ready for that point not when he's ready but when like the time is right for him to get into that or do you put him into like a feud with someone else just to tie him over until he gets into the title picture it's weird because after raw there were so many surprises and shocks and debuts and returns and retirements and people turning up who used to be on SmackDown. That I, it, Bobby, it just felt like, well, hey, well, hey, well, hey, well, hey. And afterwards, you're like, wow, that was such a fun, wicked show. But then you look back on it a week later and you're like, well, what actually, what actually happened of substance? And, and now I'm a bit, I'm not worried about Bobby Lashley. It's almost like that Raw After Mania was out of continuity. Apart from the actual debuts, like any storyline stuff is is of no relevance. So with with Bobby, I I don't think that was the strongest way to debut him. No, it's not because like, well, re- make him return. I mean, well, this was our complaint about Raw, wasn't mm. it? it? Was just that the debuts and returns that they did were just were just that they were debuts and returns. Whereas you compare that to the iconic duo on SmackDown. Like they insert themselves into a storyline. Just one call up was better than multiple call ups. Too many call ups spoil the broth. Yeah, and it, that was a much better way of doing it, in my view, anyway. So, and that's that's kind of why, like, I have no idea where you, they are going with Bobby Lashley at the moment because all we've seen him do is give a license suplex. And it's like, if if the end goal is that SummerSlam match, but so what was it? Two months ago, Lashley was telling people this was the report that he was going to face, the plan was for him to face Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah, Lashley told uh, Meltzer, or Lashley's people, told Meltzer that Bobby has re-signed with WWE on the proviso that he's going to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. And then Lashley turns up in WWE, so you're like, okay, well, that's the clearest indication of a direction. But then you're like, but is Lesnar even going to be with the company? Yeah. And, I mean... Bobby wouldn't be the first guy who's been promised something on resign on resigning to then that never to materialize. Look at Batista. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I don't I don't even know like whether Bobby is a face or a heel because on Impact he was he was well I I remember him most as a heel as like this sort of badass dominating monster but near the end of the run he was kind of, he was more of a baby face well, he was against a- the. American team of MMA, yeah, people. American top team, yeah, that's yeah, because he started off very much as a heel, and then he was a heel with America top team. Um, I can't remember how he ended his run, you know, how the America top team sort of like all came to a head in mm. the end. Um, but I remember him very much being the sort of like I, I think pro wrestling's dumb. I'm an MMA guy. Yeah, so it's it's remarkable how much MMA influence there is in WWE right now I was, with Brock uh, and Ronda yeah. and now Lashley. I do think he will be a babyface on Raw. Though. Do you? I, I think Vince looks at him and says like, "Well, there's a babyface." Mm. You know, and that's that's why he got called up so early from I think it was OVW or was it FCW. It was one of their developmental brands. Bobby Lashley was there, and apparently the story is, and the people who worked at FCW have told the story, so it's not like a dirt sheet thing, is that they were trying to hide Bobby Lashley from Vince. Because they <laughs> essentially they were like they were like if Vince ever came down they tried to move Bobby somewhere else because just put a tree in front of him like well, a little plant pot. basically yeah because there was like as soon as Vince sees him he's going to call up to Raw wow. and, and he's not ready yet he's not ready to go up there yet and that's exactly what happened he saw him and was like why is he down here we need to have him up on uh, up on Raw and SmackDown he got pushed up way too quick and was green as goose s word speaking of backstage stories and stuff like that have you ever heard the story where 
apparently that everyone's in the i don't know who told this story uh can't remember the attribution but roll with me but it's like a creative you team read it on reddit but you can't yeah remember yeah it. Uh, it was like a creative team meeting and everyone's uh like talking about ideas and they talk about one particular ex-wwe star that they don't like and they say no let's not bring him back let's bury him that way and then kevin nash apparently pipes up and goes no let's bring him back and bury him <laughs> and everyone's like yeah yeah, what yeah. A great so idea. now bobby lashley left wwe not under the most amicable terms knew it was not so this was it was early 2008, I think, because of stuff that was going on before then. Uh, sort of a fraught relationship with Michael Hayes, who is very embedded in the backstage WWE staff. Uh, and so it's like, I mean, it's been a decade since then. But with that feud with someone who's who's very powerful backstage, is has Bobby Lashley just been brought back... Is, is, it, is there like a genuine we want to push this guy as a big returning star because when he came back I didn't get the feeling that he was a big star and that the reaction since has not been about oh yeah Bobby Lashley's back this isn't like a Batista mm. as much as I love Bobby Lashley and I think he could be a huge asset for WWE it's not like everyone's talking about him right no, that's now. actually I didn't even think about that but you're right I mean even when we were doing our superstar shake-up predictions on Saturday's episode not predictions but like mm. fantasy bookings if you will on Saturday's episode both of us were just like oh my god yeah and Lashley of course so yeah and, and people haven't really been talking about Lashley like I think if I had done a my opinion video for Saturday on Bobby Lashley it might not have had as many views as, as other mm. topics would have done you mentioned on Wednesday's Raw and Smackdown review that it's just Smackdown review Oh yeah, of course, yes. Because two two episode again tomorrow all and the Wednesday. Con- all the content again. Uh where we can talk about how wrong we were today <laughs> in Bobby Lashley's stuff. He's drafted to NXT. Two oh five live, I don't know. Uh but you said that and I think you're probably right, people remember the the vast majority of people see Bobby Lashley and they remember the run in two thousand and Six. 2006 to 2008 very short time like you said he was green he of course had that huge match against Amaga uh, with Trump and Vince McMahon in their respective corners but you know he didn't really do anything of note and he wasn't amazing no since then he has gotten very good I mean it's been a decade since yeah. and he was on top of impact for ages really good champion looks awesome I mean look at his body <laughs> I said that it's just gonna people are gonna say stuff in the comments of course again. they are but uh it's what, what was my point? Your point was, <laughs> was more like thinking pe- about his abs now. <laughs> people remember that sort of 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, his feud with Vince McMahon when he was ECW champion. You know, people, that's what people might remember is the ECW champion that no one wanted mm. because he, they put him in ECW and people were like, yeah, we want Rob Van Dam, we want Sabu, we want the Sandman. And Vince was like, nope, you are Bobby Lashley and the big show. Look at this guy I just found <laughs> in OVW slash FCW. Oh, man, where have we heard this since? Oh, here's a guy I've just found in uh, in in NXT that I think is really good. You might not like him, but I think he's really good, and I'm going to keep on pushing him. Mm. I mean, yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I think he has learned his lesson. So I I think the best use of Bobby now would be to enter. I don't really want to see him in squash matches every week. No, I don't think that's the way to build him up and reintroduce him. I think enter a feud right away with a, a very good heel I'm thinking Kevin Owens that's mm-hmm. the one that makes the most sense to me for some reason yeah and then transition him into a proper proper like heavyweight hard hitting feud Samoa Joe Braun uh oh I think Braun's a tough one 
because if you have a feud with Braun, you're going to get dominated. Like maybe yeah, you yeah. save that for further down the line. Maybe yeah. I yeah, but uh, what would yeah what what would you do? I don't know. I think the same thing. Like, I'd put him into a storyline because I think mm. having him do squash matches, using Braun as an example, when they brought Braun up uh, with the. Actually, we didn't even think of that when we did the draft. Braun's another one who just like was such. He benefited so much from yeah, that draft wow. because he got broken away from the Wyatt family, got just go on his own, and became a star. But he didn't become a star straight away because they were just doing these weekly squash matches, and it ended up being that it wasn't the squash matches to get over. If anything, it was usually the guy that he was squashing that would get over. James Ellsworth, for example. I if, like big sweaty men. Yeah, that guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, it wasn't until like they started putting him in storylines that Braun became the Braun that we know now. So putting in Bobby Lashley into squash matches isn't going to get him over, but getting him into a storyline where he can have good matches and have mm. this, that, and the other, that I think is what's going to really help him, particularly if we are building towards a SummerSlam main event where he's going for the Universal Championship, be it against Lesnar or Roman Reigns. I think now listening to you say that, though, I think maybe both approaches would be best. Have him in a feud where you can have some meat there, but also put him in a lot of squash matches where he's kind of staring down the opponent because he's finished. Well, with the Bludgeon Brothers, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Because his finisher was what seems like his finisher, which is that delayed suplex where he can hold people up for ages. That's the sort of move that can get someone over if you keep repeating it week after week crowd chanting along yeah yeah, yeah. counting yeah, one counting, two yeah. see if they can beat it every every time he goes out and then you, you then you can have a get some meat on it with the feud as well the wrestle ramble will be right back after these short messages <laughs> This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers vs. Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries vs. Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, something we forgot to do last monday and tuesday and wednesday and Mm -hmm. and then saturday as well but today we remembered is the actual results for our wrestlemania predictions now you could if if this was that important to you you could have gone and found it out for yourselves Uh, you just watched the video we did with the predictions and you placed that alongside the results Mm -hmm. yeah but we are here to officially announce them so i Got six out of 14 matches, correct? What a crazy WrestleMania, though. I know, I was just going back through our predictions Still getting for it. used to it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you were like, God, that seemed like such a sure thing at the time. Asuka, Asuka and Roman Reigns. What the hell's going on? I know, man. Uh, you, but you beat me. Yeah, you by got seven one. out of fourteen. So congratulations. Thanks, man. I don't know and what. And I beat a... you at, um, with fantasy booking as well. And technically, you beat me at Royal Rumble as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 2018 has been a it's been a bad year a for you, hasn't it? For yeah. you. Uh, well, yeah, maybe a romper, a romper stomper. Uh, I don't. We don't know what the punishment is or what we'll have to do. That is in the hands of the Wrestle Talk General Manager Grado, mm. who has yet to make his announcement. He's so, a busy man. Yeah, we'll find out soon. He has more I'm important sure. things in his hands. Uh, but. The lady partners. What did the lady partners get? Both of our respective other halves gave their predictions for WrestleMania, despite knowing very little. And uh, in in my lady partner's case, that she did she did awfully. <laughs> knowing very little transpired into not doing very well. She got three out of fourteen. Uh, but she did correctly call Charlotte. Charlotte ending the streak, which we all yeah. sort of scoffed at at the time. And it wasn't it wasn't even like, yeah, but because she you know, she does she looks cool or she's got entrance music, which is how uh, my lady partner usually does her picks. It was because 
she doesn't like the streak. Streaks she thinks are boring. it's boring. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are speculating that's what Vince McMahon set like thoughts. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I, oh, you know, I, well, Brian Alvarez reckons, not based on anything, he just, this is speculation, that Vince was tired of the streak. What can I do with a streak? Interesting. Just end it. So, but your lady partner, also not knowing much about wrestling, she beat all of us. She got eight out of fourteen. It was that Brock Lesnar pick Outrageous. of hers. Outrageous. She'd um yeah she picked Brock Lesnar uh, and Daniel Bryan and um uh, Kevin Owen, uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what sort of tipped her over the edge of, of of beating us. But yeah, she got eight out of fourteen. Um, I was talking to her this morning about her Brock Lesnar pick because um we said on I said like oh she picked Brock Lesnar the last two times when everyone thought that he wasn't going to win and she just responds like. He just looks like he'll win, and the other guy's probably not going to win against him. Yes, I mean, yeah, he looks he looks big and mean. Weirdly, that was my lady partner's rationale against him. He looks too mean and aggressive. Mm. I like the other guy more. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, she doesn't look like mean and aggressive-looking men. With no, this, with this <laughs> happy face, this handsome chap over here. Uh, so overall, the Davis team, Davis. Mm-hmm. Got nine out of twenty-eight. God, yeah. that is terrible. <laughs> and Team Owens, yep, with the with the S on there, got fifteen out of twenty-eight. Yeah. So congratulations. Thanks, we already man. shook we, hands. We, yeah, we should, we'll, we'll do it again. again do yeah. it again. But it wasn't just us versus each other. It wasn't just the lady partners. We were also up against wrestling with regrets. Brian Zane. And of course, we didn't like do separate ones. We did a unified pick for each one. And our unified record was exactly the same as yours. It was seven out of 14. Just a few ones changed. Now. Well, okay. So now now we've got got to talk about something here. Yeah. Brian is spreading fake news. Brian Zane, Captain Fake News himself. So uh, I'm, I'm totaling up his. And I'm like, huh. He didn't make an official Undertaker pick, but he did later on. With, and he said like it was going to be an angle or something like we did. So I had him down as seven picks right out of 14. Mm-hmm. That's what Brian declares in his WrestleMania reactions video. Go and watch it. It's really good when he goes to WrestleMania. It's sort of like a vlog over the whole weekend. It looked like a really fun time. You, yeah. were, you, were, oh, yeah. you got instantly jealous, didn't you? When like all the parties were happening down Burbage and I was like, Maybe this is what happens at WrestleManias. This is why we should go. Well, you know, yes, as as fun fans, but these, this is our jobs, <laughs> and we need to make the it's videos. Brian's job as well. But he didn't make any videos over WrestleMania no, weekend. Yeah. He edited it all together in one that went up several days afterwards. We have put up an ungodly amount of content. Still do it, man. So we could find a way. Yeah, and we should do. Uh, Especially in New Jer- in that New York area. Oh, yeah. I've wanted to visit that New York area for ages. <laughs> yeah, not New Jersey, obviously. So, Brian, in his video, for each result, as they're watching them live in the stadium, he has, like, you know, how many I've got right, how many he's got right, and how many you've got right. And at the end, it finishes with me on 5 out of 14, you on 5 out of 14, and him on 7 out of 14. How did this happen, Captain This Spaces? was a draw. <laughs> this was a draw if you went up against... Not me, you beat me. Draw if you went up against Luke, but the unified minds of WrestleTalk and our unified predictions, that is 7 out of 14. It's also a draw. We need a rubber match, damn it. Uh, probably greatest Royal Rumble, right? Oh, we're doing predictions now. No, <laughs> I don't care. I was going to ask. 
are we doing reviews of that show mate we're doing a live stream of that show yeah (laughs) even though we haven't got the studio capabilities to do it no i mean it's going to be such a big event if we can get some of that saudi money Mm. in here i'm I'm more than happy to (laughs) to upgrade the studio yeah but yes that's uh let's move on to everyone's favorite gimmick segment so returning crap gimmicks our first one comes in, so you've been sending your crap gimmicks to Luke at WrestleTalk.com. I try and pick out some of the best ones, and uh, we put them here, and we'll judge and see if we can sign them to the crap gimmick roster. First up is from Vincent Lara, who has suggested Larry O'Laughlin. Uh, Larry O'Laughlin. Larry O'Laughlin. O'Laughlin. LOL. Okay, let's see where this is going. Is an aspiring stand-up comedian, but wrestles to make ends meet in between gigs. Though due to his outstandingly unfunny material, he doesn't get many. That's stand-up gigs as opposed to wrestling gigs. Mm. In true Helix nature, he plays off this wanting to pick and choose only the best venues that are worth his comedic genius. He claims that there are very few venues out there that are actually worth his time. Of course, he refuses to specifically say which ones, often visibly annoyed when anyone asks him. His finisher is the punchline. Yeah, I, was, I already had that in my head. Yes. when his, While his opponent is standing and groggy, Larry raises his right hand so his so his open palm is close to his face then he yells one of his jokes into the open palm before he says the punchline and Larry closes the palm in a tight fist and delivers a stiff punch to the jaw um, which could either lead to a pinfall or a straight up knockout so that is Larry O'Laughlin That's, it's, it's a wonderful core concept that has been overworked you just need to make him a stand up comedian and he just needs to tell crap jokes Elias style without the guitar you're just telling some bad jokes get the crowd booing you he's loving it and then and then yeah you just need the punchline just needs to be a clothesline from hell there you go you don't need all the stuff about venues and <laughs> and working but the the Larry O'Laughlin and that's that's a good name mm-hmm. because that's that's so late noughties developmental name <laughs> it level, really isn't it? is Larry O'Laughlin yeah 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 uh, and and it has the nice uh, acronym of LOL. I develop. We'll, we'll sign you to a developmental contract because it needs. You need you need to bring it back to to what makes that gimmick special, and that's the awful one-liners. Mm-hmm. And it could come down in like a little uh, sort of. You, uh, You're not what wearing was... your gimmick again. I've just realised. Hmm? You're not wearing your gimmick. Your uh, it's it's it, it'll <laughs> come and go now. It'll come and go. Vince McMahon levels levels of consistency. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, Andy Kaufman's alter ego called? Oh God! But he's got that yeah. sort of Freddie shirt, that that sort of dive bar singer. You watched that documentary, oh, haven't it's you? Really good. I haven't watched yeah, it yet, yeah, but apparently it's, really, it's really excellent. Uh, Harry Iverson has suggested Paul the pilot. Paul the pilot is a <laughs> typical pilot when he makes his way to the ring, wearing the full commercial pilot getup with cap and aviators, and his captain stripes on his shoulders. Um, and he walks, it walks like a pompous, ignorant jerk because he believes he's better than everyone else. I don't know if that's typical of pilots. Do pilots believe they're better than everyone else? Actually, currently one of the Master Chef finalists, although I'm a bit behind. Actually, Master Chef will have finished by the time this goes up. He's a pilot, and he seems like the nicest chap. I think Harry Iverson has had a bad experience with a pilot. He may very well have done. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, uh, when he gets to the ring, he rips off his suit to reveal his attire, pretty much the tightest wrestling trunks you can find. His finisher is the airplane spin into an AA called the Rough Landing, and his catchphrase <laughs> is, Welcome on board the ass-kicking airline. I think there should be a, a spot he does when the guys, like the guys, 
that his opponent's on the mat, laying down, and then he just sort of jumps up and down as much as he can. It's turbulence time. <laughs> uh, I I I like the idea of a pilot-based character yeah. in terms of what professions can you crudely adapt to wrestling gimmicks. But I don't think that's the one. It just sounds like you've made a a bat a, like a a jerk guy. It mm. doesn't really tie itself to the the crappiness of the the original concept. I agree. Uh, if I, I but when you were talking about that, I kind of want a a Drake, not a Drake. What? Yeah, yeah. It's Drake. Uh, no, it's called Maverick. That's where I'm getting mixed up. Oh, from Top Gun. Top Gun thing, right? I think with a Top Drake Gun Maverick. themed character would be pretty cool. Yeah. And then you could have some skits where it's crazily homoerotic, <laughs> but no one makes but, reference. Yeah, to that. no one references it. <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry, no, I just bit my tongue. Christ! Oh, you're right. Did you hear it? I did not hear it. But oh, man, like I, a crook. oh, I hear that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Oh, I've just done a bump. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So not for not for us. Right. One last one from Fox. Okay. Well, this is great because the person who sent this sounds like they have a wrestler's name themselves because uh-huh. it's Fox Deville. It's not a real name. <laughs> so Fox Deville has suggested Chimera after the mythical beast, the Chimera. Mm. Now, this is quite good. <laughs> the problem is, it's basically the Beastmaster. Basically, ah. she has three masks that are thinly layered over each other, each giving her a different ring persona. The lioness, brave and courageous. The goat, greatest of all, greatest of all time, pulling off her signature moves and reversing like crazy. And the dragon going to some rage that probably causes a DQ. She needs, she needs, no, she'll need to reorder them for whatever opponent she faces on that particular night. Which is, it's good, but that is basically the Beastmaster. That sounds to me like the crap gimmick uh, federation has inspired... Uh, a rival promotion. Yes. And this is how they've tried to capitalise on the success of the Beastmaster. Yes. This is WCW's... Well, I was going to say, it's more like when a, a, a WWF guy or WWE guy would have gone to TNA back in the old days and they would have mm. been like, oh, we, we, can't re- we can't do Gold Dust, but we can do Black Rain. Mm. Which is basically the same thing, but not really. But this wouldn't be the guy who plays the Beastmaster going mm. over to w- uh, to the other one. It's more of a. There must be some examples of characters that they, other promotions ripped off. Yeah, I've well, only got fake diesel well, in my head, but that doesn't really Bischoff, work. Bischoff always said that there is a reason why Goldberg was bald and had a goatee mm. and wore black trunks. That one's pretty successful, though. <laughs> but uh, should we do some quick mailbag things before we get out of here? So these are questions submitted to us from our Patreon, our Pledge Hammers. You've sent us a lot of emails. We'll try and get through as many of them as possible, but we might not be able to get through all of them. Should I set a timer? No, because we're going to Oh, come on. That's that's good, because you, that, that gives us... You love setting timers, don't you? do. It but what gives do you want, an element of suspense. But what time do you want to set it for? Five minutes. Five minutes. There's no way. But we're going to go through like two questions. No, that's... Well, we'll try. Okay, we'll try and answer as quickly as possible. Go. Craig Roberts, in your opinion, was the entire WrestleMania weekend a success or failure? Did uh, did WrestleMania live up to your expectations? It yes, it surpassed my expectations. I think this is one of the most overall fun weekends of wrestling that WWE have put on in a long, 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 long time. Yeah, I also think that it was a success because it created a lot of interest and a lot of intrigue, particularly going back into Raw and SmackDown. Kenzie Green has asked, with Paige as the new SmackDown Live GM, do you think this creates an avenue for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to rejoin the brand? Also, what happened to Shane stepping away from the commissioner role? Oh my God. Just a yeah. drop storyline. Yeah, that that's annoying. It's like as soon as Daniel Bryan was cleared, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but like, why did that affect anything? Because Shane was always going to wrestle. 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Paige, I no, I, I don't think so. I think she's no. going to be a face, and bringing Owens and Zayn back would be a heel move and create tension with Shane McMahon, which I have no interest in seeing. I think Sami Zayn comes back under another guise, hopefully El Generico, although that is fantasy booking. I don't actually think that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and Owens will go to Raw. What about you? I agree the same thing. Like, I... I like Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens going back because yeah I mean you have got Paige there but Shane is still there and like their issue was always with Shane more than it was Daniel Bryan so like I, I don't think that that's a, a viable option Naomi Ford has asked uh, my question is now Carmella has the championship who do you think she'll feud with first after the automatic rematch with Charlotte of course well it seems that Smackdown is doing away with automatic rematch clauses I mean, well they, we hope we, so we, yeah it would appear so on, on Smackdown Raw might still be sticking with it but um, yeah Smackdown was like you have to fight to get your uh, automatic rematch clause. Yeah, now the former champions just have to win a match to get it. Which yeah. is fine by but, me. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd rather they not do the same matches over and over again still. That's one of the problems. They're, they're just calling it a different name at the moment. We don't know. We don't know how it all transpire. But Carmella, it's hard to say without knowing who's going to be on what brand. I guess the, the obvious choice is Asuka. Asuka versus Carmella if Asuka's going over the Smackdown yeah, and the Iconics as well they sort of already insert themselves yeah, in that title picture heels. but their heels as well yeah. Becky Lynch is who I'd like to see because Becky and Carmella have already had like a bit of a tete-a-tete I think Becky's going to Raw did you see the video that Becky posted um, they did like an interview saying well, why didn't you go and help Charlotte when she was being beaten down mm. and she basically said I was in the backstage eating quinoa well it's a superfood it is a superfood. Chris Smith asks, uh, do you, meaning me, or Ollie, um, watch Lucha Underground? Um, uh, could Ultimate Lucha become an option for a future Wrestle Ramble extra? Get, no, getting hold I, of Lucha Underground is very difficult in the yeah. UK. Like, <laughs> on first on, broadcast, yeah. yeah. I, I really was excited about that first season, and I watched a, a fair bit of it. And then I'd watch the matches that everyone's, oh my God, you've got to watch this Lucha Underground match. Aerostar and Jack Evans and Angelico, Angelico Pentagon Jr. Awesome. Uh, and like Ricochet's Prince Puma. It's really exciting and different. But then it just completely died of interest. Yeah, seasons two season and three. Two, yeah. Particularly season three, a lot of people really lost interest. And, but... and there was that weird contract thing where people were signed for seven years. It sounded like when you joined Scientology. <laughs> Like well, it's a, a yeah. thousand year contract. We'll see what season four might bring us. Uh, Nathan Thornburg asks, uh, Hi Luke and Ollie, my question is do you see the Universal Championship and WWE Championships being switched drafts? No. No. Brands, you mean? Drafted yeah. in the brands. Yes, that's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> Switch drafts. Um, uh, Larry Lucas asks, uh, should the women of WWE have a tag team title division? We've answered that before. No, there's not enough of them. There's a few more, but you know, you look at how many male superstars there are, yeah. and they still they don't even have enough tag teams to fill that out. It's it's like the, there's also a problem of time on the shows. Like, is there time for a whole nother division? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. I don't know. Cameron asks, um, is it just me or did last year's WrestleMania feel a million times more important and delivered a lot more in regards to every match other than the main event? This year's menu was just okay to me. And it's funny because Cameron mentioned this and then I was trying to think back of what happened last year's WrestleMania and couldn't remember a damn thing apart from the Hardys debuting. Hardys debuting, Hardy's John returning. Cena proposal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was... What I was, was the IC? Oh, was Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin. I couldn't mm. remember what the IC oh match was. Oh, my God. I was exhausted by last year's WrestleMania. I, I was 
re-energized by this year's one yeah. so i would have to degree disagree uh, uh, last question last question from alex vaughan uh, should we go with alex vaughan's question yeah one. let's go uh, well we'll just do the bolded bits yeah. here um what wrestlemania match could you see main eventing next year's wrestlemania from a creative team standpoint and what match would you like to see main event wrestlemania as a fan so one i think they're gonna go with is roman reigns versus ronda rousey Roman Reigns, yeah, really? Yeah. No, no, no. I was being silly. Well, I was good. well uh, be sillier. Roman Reigns versus someone in the main event, Triple H. <laughs> I don't know. But what I would like to see is Daniel Bryan versus a heel Roman Reigns for the title. Okay, well, do you know what? I think one of the matches we will see at WrestleMania next year, I'm going to put my stake in the ground, I think we're going to see Daniel Bryan versus The Miz at next year's WrestleMania. Mm. Um, just as like a, a mid-card match sort of thing to kind of like really put a bow on that storyline that they've been building to for the last couple of years. Can't we do that at a backlash at an Extreme Rules? I mean, we absolutely we can do. That's not... I don't think that needs a year build and the biggest show of the year. I'd like Brian to do something better. I know, but look who's booking this company. From a creative standpoint... Okay, okay. And which one would you like to see? So what well, one would you like well, to see? I, I, well, I mean, I don't know if that's the main one. I'd like to see that match. But I do think from a creative standpoint, I think it's going to be Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey in the main event, which is actually currently the reported yeah. rumour, is that's going to be the main event match of WrestleMania 35. Well, off the back of Rousey's performance at Mania, and if she continues this momentum, I yeah. think they should probably do that absolutely Shout not out, in Saudi yeah. Arabia though no I'm not allowed there um, I tell you what let's have one last question ah. only because okay, it's from your favourite person so uh, this is from Dan the mayor of Painesville always the bridesmaid never the bride was it the right call to change Bobby, Lash's, Bobby Lashley's theme and in brackets probably the worst question of the suggested bunch it is yeah. it is the worst question uh, I can't remember what Bobby Lashley's old theme was no I saw a lot of people being like oh why did they change a the theme and I what, I can't. What was it? Can't remember because I wasn't watching wrestling that in depthy when Bobby Lashley was there. I was though. Oh, you were. I was because I watched like December to December and I watched all that crap. So like I and I was I watched the the, the McMahon Trump thing. Mm. And I was watching Raw basically week to week because I was in my second or last year of university. I can't tell you a single thing about Bobby Lashley's music though. Bear in mind, I can't really tell you what his new music sounded like other than it was different. Great question, Dan. Stuff. We're not getting paid by the minute. We're not not on that intro. That's a, that's a famous WWE line of commentary, isn't it? When people win really quick matches, like, huh, they're not paid by the hour, folks. Well, I, I like that. Yeah. I think that really effectively gets over that they're not paid by the hour. Going to the pay window. Yeah, it's just for the wins. Uh, we've got some iTunes reviews to read out here. Sorry we're not going ridiculously long like we usually do on these podcasts, intro, intro and outros, but we've got to be places. We're busy people. Business, business, business. Uh, Resco81 writes, cut me a line, Escobar. <laughs> that was his uh, Thumbs Patreon up emoji. Yeah, that's not just a weird drug thing love the ramble my favorite part of the week is getting to listen to you guys on my commute used to watch all the wrestle rambles on youtube but now with less time in my day to watch videos i have moved to listening to your podcast so not to miss any this is why we Th- do it thanks guys keep up the great work and the great rambling thank you very much cut me a line escobar cheers escobar uh yeah yeah that's that's the great thing about podcasts isn't mm-hmm. it you can do stuff in the background without having to watch tell i don't know what i'm trying to say and justin bottoms oh what a brilliant name that i mean that could actually be their real name yeah 
Don't want to make fun of it in case it is their real name. Bottom, but I like I like it. Bottoms is a funny word. It is a funny yes. word. I mean, like Minion. That's what the Minion whole movie was based upon, really, was that these little yellow pill-looking things just keep saying the word bottom. The singular bottom is very funny. There's something funnier about bottoms. Oh, if you, only you told that to, to Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson mm. in the 90s. Uh, that could be the sequel. The sequel <laughs> movie. Oh, like, well, they're kids. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, uh, I'm just gonna throw up my mouth a bit over there. Just imagine that's like an ITV produced thing mm. where we're like, "Hey, we're bringing back Bottom. It's Bottom, the new generation. It's the kids of Eddie, and they're gonna like, oh, we're gonna, it's we're getting these two up and coming comedians to play this, and it'd be, oh, it'd be the worst. Yes, yeah. Oh, oh. Or a, or a, or like a a flashback version. Oh, yeah, a like they young, did with only yeah. and fools and horses. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, Justin Bottoms writes, Wonderful! I continue to tune in every week, regardless of what the title says. The episode name might not be something I'm interested in, but I know that no matter what, Ollie and Luke will find a way to make me care about the matter. Two fantastic and entertaining gentlemen! Thank you for what you do, and I'm grateful for the consistent... There it is. Thank you, Bottoms. Wrestling information that I'm provided with. Much thanks. Thank you, Justin Bottoms. Great review. Thank you. Great show. I watched a... I'm going to recommend the movie that I saw last night. It's fascinating. I didn't know. I lucked in to watching something that was pretty heavily featured on wrestling. So uh, the Johnny Bravo documentary with the steroid allegations. Uh, I remember the one in the same. R.I.P. Ultimate Warrior. A legend. (laughs) (laughs) That had... uh, uh, it mentioned two guys, Chris and Mark Bell, and oh, Mad Dog. Oh, bigger, faster, stronger. Yes, I did. I watched that. Nice. Uh, because Chris Bell and the surviving, the other surviving brother, Mark Bell. Yeah, I can't. Re- yeah, I think Mark Bell is the guy who owns the gym, and Mike Bell was Mad Dog. Yeah, the jobber wrestler from for WWF in the early nineties. Just a great. They run the Joe Rogan show, and they they were really really interesting. So I watched the the, the show, and it's really interesting about just steroid use. And how steroids have been really, really vilified. Uh, but, you know, there's an argument to you can use them in 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 moderation. Like how, you know, there's an argument you can use most drugs in moderation. And why are things like alcohol and cigarettes legal when other things aren't? Mm-hmm. You know, like we're all adults here, maybe we can choose. But, by the by... There's loads of wrestling stuff in it. Yay! Yay! So that was good. It always reminds me of like when the the, the Benoit uh, situation happened, mm. and you had all of the you had um oh what was that what was that woman's name Nancy Grace the one mm. who was like who all of a sudden became really interested in steroid use, and that was what was killing America and all this sort of stuff. She's an awful awful woman, but she um she used to have a lot of wrestlers on her show, and all of them were just like completely shut down her stupid inane points about this. But the one that always sticks in my mind is Kevin Nash. When because uh, it was like oh well it was the it was steroids that drove uh, Chris Benoit insane that's why he murdered his wife and that's why he murdered his child and himself it's like you know did you have you ever taken steroids and Nash was like yeah <laughs> and they're like well did anything ever happen to you and it's like my muscles got bigger yeah and he just completely shut down the question they're like oh okay right well well we'll have to move on then yeah it's him and Ken Anderson that always stick in my mind and that was what actually ruined Ken Anderson's WWE career because a lot of people were taking WWE to task and he put out his like money he said laid his cards on the table and said let me go on the show and I will defend WWE and I will make I, I can make this go away and he completely bollocked up his entire oh, no. interview. And apparently, like that was what really put him in the bad books. 
in and WWE. dropping Randy Orton on his and head. And dropping Randy Orton on his head. That certainly didn't help. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a very, very interesting film. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on a lot of the science. Like, he said that there was a claim that steroids don't affect kidneys. But I always thought that was one of the main things they did. But he said there was no scientific evidence. It was made in 2008. Mm. So maybe at that time... There wasn't God, anything. That's just after the Benoit thing. Yeah, as well. yeah, the, and it's covered in it. It's oh, very, really? It's oh, very interesting. interesting from a from a wrestling standpoint to watch it. It's not on Netflix anymore. In oh, the I was going to say it was on Netflix well, forever, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's only ninety nine p on Amazon uh, Amazon Instant Video. Yeah, thing. okay. Well, but yeah, really, really good, really, really good film. Uh, funny narration, and it's actually quite uh, quite emotional too, hmm. because the I mean, Mike uh, Mad Dog died a couple of months after its release and well, that, he's very yeah. heavily featured in the movie well that's my, my question to you I suppose as someone who has seen this because you said that, like it doesn't paint um, sort of steroids in a bad light well it does well it okay so it does, that's what I was going to ask is like is it very much one sided no 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 or is it, it, it does because that's my issue sometimes with documentaries like uh, Blackfish and it really annoyed me at one point because it literally was just like it was more or less propaganda yeah where it's just like here is what is happening and here is everything that's bad and not looking at any of the like mm. oh, there's positives that people present like hey what about this no shut up shut up shut up we want to just focus on this bit over here so I like a do- I like a balanced documentary yeah what the health is is very much like that as well that's just just an awful awful <laughs> film uh, but yeah this is this is very balanced probably if it was to throw down uh, aside it's probably just on the side of people should be allowed to choose mm-hmm. what they do with their bodies so that an argument for legalizing steroids yeah but at the, at the same time they do discuss the other side yeah uh, very very heavily oh good and and it's 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 funny it's like it's, it's got a very good narration chris bell's a very engaging presence anyway look at you and i giving hot uh, takes on a documentary that's 10 years old yes i, I did have a reason that i went into that i can't remember what it is though Anyway, we, yeah, anyway, we've gone way over on the outro. <laughs> we made up for the intro of <laughs> 30 seconds, but we will be back tomorrow with the raw superstar shakeup stuff. Who's going to move where? The WWE probably don't even know yet. <laughs> It'll be decided on the night, but we'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.